in a world where paranormal stuff keeps happening. One man and one dog do their best to tell the world about the paranormal. And debunk the bullshit. That man is Kurt Sandvik. And that world is Paranormal Almanac. That's right. I am your host, Kurt Sandvik, and this is another live edition of Paranormal Almanac. That's right, guys. We are live. I'm a little late. I was helping out a neighbor. I had to do it. So I uh, helped her out with some stuff in her backyard she was having some troubles with. But as soon as I could get free, I did so I can get here and hang out with you guys. And it looks like there's a lot of people here. I love that. We got Susan. Hi, Susan. And Alexandra. And E.K. Hottie. Hey, Hottie. Hi. And we've got James. How you doing, sir? Who's watching for the meteor tonight? That is a damn good question. This could be it. This could be the last night ever for us. It's not going to be. I mean, the meteor's going to fly right by. But, uh, oh, yeah, don't worry, Susan. I got a ton of rum in there already. Heidi's here. Hey, howdy. Hi, Heidi. Oh, I love it when I see the familiar faces. Hopefully, you guys can hear me well. I uh, Stitch brought up his, his unicorn so he can hang out with you guys. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to put this right back in the fridge. For those of you regular live listeners or viewers or whatever... You'll know that I write a theme song for every live one. I have not wrote it yet, or I have not done it yet. So we're just going to get right into this. And then afterwards, I'll write the theme song, which you will all be impressed about and you will all love. So how are you guys doing? It's been a couple of weeks or at least a week since I've seen you. Ah, it's been two weeks since I've seen y'all. I'm glad that you're all here. I can't read crap with these glasses on at the moment. Uh, loud and clear. I like that. Eeks, why are you not drinking? That's the whole fun of these things. You, you get on and you drink and you hang out and you chat and it's amazing times for everybody. Oh, wow, I can now comment, moderate? Oh, I have no reason to do that, but that's fun. Uh, for all you patrons that are watching, you have a patron-exclusive episode that just dropped today um, that was done... Well, it's been done for a while, but I edited it, got it all cleaned up, sent out today or posted today, whatever you want to call it. Two great UFO stories on there. Two fantastic UFO stories on there. Hi, Camille. How you doing? Um, so one of them is one of my favorite stories that's not very famous. Wait, my hat's all crooked. And the other one is a very famous Canadian, well, they're both Canadian, but a very famous or one of the most famous Canadian UFO stories ever that might not be what we think it is. So you have to listen to the whole episode to kind of figure it out. Uh, that's right, Josh, I'm going to block your comments. Finally, I have the ability to block you, troublemaker. Alexander, you have some wine somewhere in this house. Then find that wine. Find that wine. I'll, I can banter before we find the wine, until you find the wine, I should say. I got to turn on the phone number. Almost forgot to do that. That would have been interesting. For all the people that have been uh, leaving me voicemails, 
on that Google Voice line, I apologize, but that Google Voice line is literally only during this show, so I don't ever check it any other time. So I appreciate that you guys want to leave me voicemails, but I'm never going to listen to it. I'm just going to be honest. And I've gotten a bunch of them, and I mean a bunch of them. God, this is hard to do with this monitor. Hold on. I'm, I'm moving me out of the way for a second. It will be nice when I don't have to use my laptop and my desktop because it's making it a pain in the butt. Okay, looks like I got the line set up. Let me make sure it goes to the right phone. Uh-oh, it's not being sent to my phone. What's going on there? Come on, Google. I don't like that. We might not have a phone tonight. What's up with Google? I wonder if Google... Is it Google can't be down, though, right? Lauren, just found your podcast this week. Can't get enough. Thank you. Oh, please, share some stories whenever you can, or you can call in. You can call in tonight and share your stories live. You can call in to 818-732-9399. Once again, that number is 818-732-9399. Maybe it's working. Hopefully, Google has got it working. Fabi, I'm sorry, you can go play a video game. I'll still be here. Uh, my cat Merlin came in just as you started speaking to say hi. Hey, Merlin. Hi, Merlin. Hi, Merlin. Yes, that is true, Josh. Uh, and there will be a stitch break because we've been busting tail for the past couple hours. Hey, I need to do your show. Okay. I don't know what you mean by that. Do you want to be a guest on my show? If so, Peter, if you want to be a guest on my show, tell me why. Tell me, you know, like, what do you do? Do you have, or do you have a haunted house? Are you a psychic? Are you have something, some special paranormal thing? It's, I mean, yeah, let me know. Got my wine, so I'm ready. Hey, Lauren, I'm glad you got your wine. Glad you got your drinks on. Everybody get your drinks on. I need to find out if this phone is actually working, and I don't know how to do that. So, I guess the only way to do that is to see if anybody calls me. So, if you guys want to call in for anything, anything paranormal, if you have seen a ghost, seen a UFO, seen a Bigfoot, seen a black-eyed child, those are always good. Stitch just jumped down there, Fabi. Stitch will be back. Don't worry. But if you guys have any kind of paranormal experiences, any kind of funky, creepy, spooky story to tell, as long as it's true, doesn't have to be yours, but it does have to be true. So as long as it's true, please call me at 818-732-9399. You'll think one of these days I'll actually get a better, uh, better sign made. I have the ability to make a sign like that in like 3D and all that fun stuff and I just haven't done it. Peter, I've used a Ouija board for the past three years and it works. That's terrifying, Peter. Ouija boards are bad. But call me. Yeah, give me a call, Peter. Please give me a call. Let's see if this phone line's actually working because for some reason it, I'm kind of worried that it's not working. Google Voice seems to have a blank spot where there shouldn't be a blank spot, where there never is. I'm going to guess that it's working. We'll find out if someone calls. But, um, what else we got? Cranberry juice, George? Oh, oh. oh, no. It's a text. Sorry, guys. I got all excited. That's just a text. We won't... We'll, unsweetened iced teas. Oh, I love me an unsweetened iced tea. Still sewing masks. Oh, that's awesome, Susan. I'm so glad that you're sewing, sewing masks. That is commendable. That is fantastic that you are trying to help people out. Oh, my God. Where'd my screen go? Stupid laptop in my way. There we go. Hatman doesn't want calling anymore. Uh-oh. Jesus Christ. Uh, Joe, it might be something messing with gremlins or something's messing with my phone because I've never seen on Google Voice, I've never seen this spot grayed out before. Let me bring it back up. I have never seen this spot grayed out ever. So, yeah. I don't know if the phones are going to be working or not, guys. Whoa! Phones are working! Yay! 
Caller, you are on the air. Hey, this is Peter. Peter! Yeah, all right, so you're telling me that you've been using a Ouija board for three years and it works. Yeah, about three years and it works. And um, it's, I'm always, I always talk to the same spirit. Her name is Mary and she she's available pretty much at any time. I guess I summon, I'll use the word summon, I summon her. I just say, Mary, are you here? And then yes and then i can have any kind of conversation asking whatever questions i want and uh yeah and mary seems to not be evil mary has my best interest at heart and um i i asked her i guess maybe a couple months or, or a year into it with uh I'm, I'm a buddhist and with buddhism you do everything for the benefit of all sentient beings and I asked her, so do you do everything for the benefit of all sentient beings? And she said, yes. So I consider her kind of like a Buddha, I guess. Interesting. Now, but I mean, but yeah, that, that's for my own personal subjective beliefs, because I need to create some kind of storyline for myself. But she says she's like akin to an angel or a Buddha. She says that they're kind of like the same thing from her perspective. And has she done anything to prove to you that she's real i mean like what makes you think that you're actually speaking to something i'll, I'll start that one well, yes she absolutely has um w the biggest thing she ever did well, i was talking to her about some personal things and um and she told me that okay so at the end of every session i say so do you have a message for me and um usually she says no but once she said you need to look up or you need to follow the Buddha's four elements of love because she knows I'm a Buddhist. So um, I had never heard of Buddha's four elements of love. And I Googled it and it's totally a thing. It's um, love, uh, caring, compassion, and equanimity. I like, like that. that. I like that. And I, there's a lot of things that she said. Like um, recently uh, in December, I, I asked her about her environment where she lives. Um, like what's what are climates like and she ended up telling me fields and I'm like yeah but like uh, is it like a flat field is it a hilly field could you give me some more information and she wrote moors and I had never heard of moors or more yeah I'm in the United States I don't I, I think they exist in Europe yeah they are yeah and I, I asked her I said so like what is this is this nonsense like is this nonsense or and um, she just kept saying like fields moors and then after the session, I looked up Moors, and you just type in Moors in Google, and it's a, a partially hilly, partially flat hill or a field. Yeah. Oh, sure. So, yeah, that was another thing. Yeah, like the hounds of the Moors and stuff. Now, how is she? How is she speaking to you? Are you? Do you have to spell out everything using the planchette? Yes, and it doesn't take long. When when I first started talking about this to people, they'd be like, "Wow, that must take a really long time." Yeah. But it really doesn't. She um, she just goes straight to the letters, and I just write them down. It actually a lot of times goes too fast for me, and I need to ask her again. Now, does the planchette ever move on its own, or is it only when your hands are touching it? Well, the planchette does not. I've never tried having it move on my own, and I don't think it would work. Um, but it, the the thing about the planchette is it works. It doesn't work for me. It works for my girlfriend, who's also my Ouija board partner. 
and she's watching TV the whole time or reading an e-book, and it'll definitely move for her and start spelling things out when my hands aren't on it and her hands are on it. And she's not looking at the board? Yeah, she doesn't look. She doesn't even care about the Ouija board. She thinks I'm silly. We're talking (laughs) cardboard. So she's not, all right, so she's not looking at the board at all, and she's got her hand on the planchette, and it's spelling out things, spelling it out correctly, I would assume. Yeah, it spells, it, it, it has about a, an 80% success ratio at, at, at spelling out, like, completely accurate words and sentences. And if she, if it's kind of garbled, I'll just ask again. But I wish it was 100%. But, you, I mean, we get typos even on um Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I've typed, I've had typos today on, on the Paranormal Almanac stuff. Yeah. Now, you have you, I'm assuming you've listened to my show, though, right? No, I, I posted my book. I have a book on Reddit. Well, no, I posted it on Reddit. I have a book on WordPress, and um, and someone, someone suggested I get in touch with you. It's, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, hey, I mean, hey, thank you for reaching out. But um, the, the reason I was asking that is, from experience from a lot of listeners and, you know, myself and, and, and everything online, I always tell people to stay, stay far, far away from Ouija boards, that they're, they always, the things always lie and it's always scary, but you don't seem to be having this situation at all. I mean, it's, you've been doing it long enough. No, you think I, it was, I, I, re- I recently did have something like it, where it said something nefarious, but it wasn't Mary. Um, I've pretty much run out of questions to ask Mary. She's never said anything nefarious. But I asked her, so how do I talk to other people? I want to talk to other spirits. And she and she said just, you know, she actually used the word channel. She said, just channel them. I said, well, how do I do that? She said, just call out to them. So I called out to, is there any spirit here here besides Mary who would like to talk? And, I, and someone came through and they wrote, cut it out. And I just oh. went right back to Mary. Well, yeah, yeah that's good. Something. That's good. Stay away from whatever that thing was. Um, now, yeah. Mary, has Mary told you anything that is, like, does she predict anything, or is it just stuff that's already happened? Um, Mary won't, Mary says that she she sees the future, like, possible outcomes, kind of like possible timelines. I've asked her about timelines, and her idea of timelines is there's really just one timeline, but there's a lot of possibilities for the future, and she could sort of see those. She won't really tell me anything um, specifically, but I can get her to quantify a lot of things. Like, I've asked her, okay, so out of my timelines, what, what's, the, what's the odds that I'm going to heaven? So we've talked about all kinds of religious things, like going to heaven or being enlightened. What was her answer to that? Um, uh, 74%. There's a 74% chance as of the, the last time I asked her that I'm going to heaven. So that's really good news. Um, and But my girlfriend is 92%. So. Wow. Okay, so your girlfriend's got a better odds than you. I mean, what are you doing wrong, man? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm constantly down on myself. So... Well, yeah, I mean, I think we all do. I think you're, I mean, so far, I mean, I don't know you from Adam, but so far you seem like a good, decent guy. Um, now, does she ever say anything about where she was from prior to being a spirit? Yeah, she's had eight lives, um, and 
she's told me eight names, but she can't tell me the first wife. She's, she says that she's just not allowed to tell her to, to tell me the first wife. But, but I don't even remember the names. One of them was Pandora, which of course I asked her, does that have anything to do with Pandora's box? Sort of jokingly, and she said no. And she has other names like Ocelia, I think is one. But she's had eight lives, and one of her lives, she lived in Europe, I, I think Rome or Italy, and she says she was Gaelic Carpathian, which I had never heard of, and I asked her, or Carp Carpagan, Gaelic, Par Car Gaelic Carpagan, and I, I asked her what that was, and she said, I would just call it Pagan today, huh. and so that's the only real life I, I asked her about, and she lived in an oak tree, because she was, my girlfriend told me that Back then, uh, Gaelic priestesses lived in oak trees. I don't really know anything about that, but apparently every community had a, Gael uh, a set of Gaelic priestesses, and they were usually virgins, and if anyone committed any crimes, they were sacrificed in front of the Gaelic priestesses. All right, interesting. So she doesn't sound like she's had any recent lives. It sounds like it's all been ancient lives. Oh, her last life was in the... She died in the 50s. That was her last life. Oh, Okay. So you don't, but you can't find out that name? Because um, that one seems like you could be able to track it. Like you should be able to go to Ancestry.com yeah. or the internet and find out who she was. Oh, yeah, she, she won't do that. She, um, she, I mean, she, I haven't tried to do that specifically, but anytime I try and get anything juicy out of her like that to where I can have proof, she, she's, her attitude is like, I don't play... Uh, games like that, I don't. Uh, I don't have to prove myself. She's kind of. Uh, but I mean, I could definitely try. Well, no, I don't want you. To, hey, look, I don't want to have you get in a fight with Mary over any over me over paranormal almanac. Like, look, I'm oh, glad that. You, that. Yeah, no, I'm glad you have a good relationship with Mary. I was just curious. So, I'm assuming the first time you were doing it, you didn't really expect much. And did you get Mary the first time out? Yeah, the first time she spelled out Mary, and I didn't have a big conversation. I just kind of asked, oh, so are you going to come back, or is this just a one-time thing? And she said she would come back. And she actually says that she's, I don't know if you know what a spirit guide is, but she yeah. says she's my guide. And um, she doesn't say spirit guide, she just says guide, but it's the same thing as we call a spirit guide. And um, it's well sort of her job to follow me around and help me when I need help. Now, do you ever get the impression that you have a spirit guide outside of when you're talking to Mary on the Ouija board? Like, have you ever out and about and close calls have happened or interesting things? Yeah. Yeah, like, like um, a long time ago, I had, a, I had a cell phone and I really needed to use it and it totally, like, the electronics broke and um, I was praying and it worked for like two minutes, but I really needed it for those two minutes. Oh, wow. I forget what kind of bind I was in, but, but nothing really other than that, no. I, but I'm a homebody. I pretty much stay home, and I don't get involved in too many things where I would need help. Well, no, that, I mean... Well, sure, yeah. I mean, we all need help at the moment. Now, has she ever warned you about something that is not necessarily pertaining to just you, like something general, like, hey, you guys have to be, you guys are screwing up 2020 or screwing up the world or something like that, or has it all been you-specific? 
Yeah, she she only talks about me. She won't. I mean, I could, I I asked her, of course, about coronavirus and about about that, and she said that the coronavirus was wasn't for me, and it wasn't for a lot of people, which meant like I didn't really have to worry about um, dying from coronavirus, and a lot of people didn't have to. Um, well, that's good. I like that. Mostly, yeah. That was at the beginning too, so I, I've, I've been kind of calm about it because I had that. I was like, all right, great. I'm not gonna have to worry about dying or my friends dying. But uh, she she mostly just talks about me and not other people. But we did have a, a strange conversation about Jim Carrey. I <laughs> I decided to ask her about people that are famous that are spiritual and the one that came to my mind was Jim Carrey sure and she actually she knew she she a lot of people she didn't know about but she knew about Jim Carrey and she she said that one of one of Jim Carrey's friends died and then but first she told me that Jim Carrey had a a blue aura or a blue spirit it's all in my book I don't really remember um I guess a couple months after that, I tried talking about Jim Carrey with her again, and she was like, oh, I can't talk about Jim Carrey anymore. I'm not connected to him. The spirit that hmm. was connected to Jim Carrey died, and I can't. I'm no longer linked to him. Now, so that was kind of weird. Well, no, that's definitely weird. No, uh, but it's interesting that, that she knew modern people, you know, modern celebrities, if you will. Um, so does she have any... What's what is? Or I guess not agenda. That's not the correct term because that makes it seem like she is trying to trick you. Does she have any yeah. words of wisdom for you or for us or for anything like you know? Uh, or can you ask her questions that will pertain to other people? Like say, if I wanted to know something, would she be able to? Would she know who I was, and could she give you an answer on that? No, she would. She would most likely say that she's not connected to you. She'd say like I'm because she's she has. When I when I first started talking to her, I asked her or what she said to me was that she has um, she can see bonds and threads of energy between people. So, well, now that I've talked to you, maybe she can. But usually, when people ask me. Um, can she tell me anything about myself? And I try. She says, oh, I'm just like, I'm not connected to that person. I don't, I, it's not my role. I'm not their guide. That kind of deal. Uh, yeah, no. All right. So that's, all right. That's, that's fair. Hey, she hasn't met me. I don't, that's totally fair. Um, I wouldn't know what this, you know, I, I don't have any impressions of Mary cause I've never met her. So like, like that's a totally fair response. Now, you said you had a. Yeah, it's a lot like the corporate world, where like you're trying to get a, a letter of reference from someone, and like, oh, I haven't worked with you, I don't know. Yeah, it's a spiritual. Like you got a spiritual LinkedIn going on. I can I can get behind that. Sure. Um, now you said you had a book. Can people? Where can people check out your book? I'll give you a chance to plug it. Let's let's hear it. Thank you. It's on it's on WordPress. It's uh, PeterLaskaHome.wordpress.com. Peter Laska, is that L-A-S-K-A? All right, Peter Laska Home at Word, wait, wait Peter Laska Home. Dot, yeah. Dot WordPress.com? WordPress, yep, that's it. There you go, Peter Laska Home dot WordPress dot com. Well, 
selfishly, I'm going to, I'm going to say, if you could just ask Mary, Hey, what's the deal with Kurt and see what she says. I'll be curious to see. You don't have to do it right now, but the next time you chat with her and then let us know. Sure. Yeah. I'll be back. I'll be listening to your show. I just, awesome. I, I just found out about it last night. Well, Hey man, I'm so glad that, Hey, I'm glad you found out about the show, but I'm glad you actually called in. This was a great call. Thank you so much for calling. All right, thanks for talking. Of course. No, thank you. And like I say, you know, uh, keep in touch. I'd really like to hear more from you. Okay. Wow, how cool is that? We had a, a Ouija board call that didn't end with complete and total destruction of him and, and the house and everything else. I don't know why there's an alarm going off. I don't need that. There you go. Right out of the gate, a seemingly good spirit named Mary that's helping this guy out, even though he's only got a 74% chance of going to heaven. He's got to bump that up. Uh, but peterlaskahome.wordpress.com, if you want to check out his book, I'm going to check it out. I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, no, Josh, it is peterlaskahome.wordpress.com. And if it's not, I'm sure he'll jump in onto the, uh, onto the, the chat again. Interesting. I've never had a good Ouija board experience, so I'm very curious about that. Uh, let's see, Lewis. Hi, Lewis. Holy, never seen this guy before, but listening to his podcast for a while, I'm gonna still listen though. What the hell does that mean? You don't like the what? You don't like the 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 shirt, or is it the beard? I don't usually have a beard. I, I'm just straight up, uh, you know, it, you know, the, the depression quarantine beard is going strong. Um, but I'm glad you're listening, and I'm glad you're here. And if you've got a paranormal story, you too can call eight one eight. 732-9399. Once again, that's 818-732-9399. I'm going to put this back up over here. If you guys can see it, if not, I'm sorry, but thanks, George. This shirt is dope. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Sean, what? You've had a couple instances, but nothing recently, but nothing big. I'm shocked. I figured you would be good for at least one or two calls. You don't have to. It's okay. I'm just glad to see you. All right. Let me go through some of these. Uh, Lauren, hey, howdy, hi. Uh, yeah, spiritual LinkedIn. That's, you know, the best way I could think of it. Alexandra, welcome to the patron. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, there's a brand new episode that just dropped today for you patrons. Please enjoy. Uh, Susan, as always, great questions. I'm so glad that you asked questions while I'm talking to them so I can ask them as well. Oh, my God. Call. Oh, my God. Boy, you are getting the announcement of the decade right now. Okay, we got it. We're good. Thank you. Okay, it stopped. Thankfully. Hey, who is this? It's Alexandra. Alexandra, the one that just became a patron? Yeah, I'm very excited about that. I kept meaning to, but I wouldn't have my credit card by me, and I'm like, I'll do it when I get up, which I never like to do. Hey, but, I don't either. I finally did it. I was like, this is a good time. Oh, well, that's that's so nice of you. Thank you so, so much. I really do appreciate it. I hope you enjoy the episodes. And when, when this um, pandemic stops, I'll be sending out stickers to everybody again and all the good, fun stuff. And yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of good stuff. But it's a good group of people. No joke. Honestly, it is a great group of people. And, and you know, you got your first shout out tonight. A uh, special shout out to Alexandra. There you oh go. Oh my goodness, that's right. I'll get to hear my name. On yeah, the you call. Oh yeah, you that's will. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you will. I was calling because I was going to um, 
it's not exactly a ghost story, but this is a story that happened um, to me when I got in a car accident that, I, I mean, has paranormal elements to it. Ooh. So um, my sister Veronica was like, you should tell that one. So I'm going to. Yay! Oh, wait, are you, wait, we've talked before. You're that Alexandra. Yes. Yes. That was a very long story. No, no, I disagree. You're the one, you're the one that's braver than crap. I, all right, I'm with you. I'm back. I'm understanding who I'm talking to. I'm so happy to talk to you again. Okay. Well, good to talk to you too. Um, so I, when I was in my senior year of college, I grew up, we did not have a lot of money. And I did college all by myself, like you know, most people I know did it. They didn't have people paying their way, but my family always wished they could do, they could do more. I was the oldest uh, that went to college, and um, they just didn't have much spare money. So during my senior year, someone um, gave them a car. I don't remember the circumstances around it, but it was a car that was in pretty good condition, and they, you know, what they wanted to do for me was they thought, okay, we're going to give you this car which was really great. Um, so I was a little worried because it was stick shift, and I, I had driven stick shift before, but I had to drive it all the way from my home in the Chicago area to Minnesota, and that was the leg of the trip I was worried about, um, and that went fine. And so I got up there with my car, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to finally have transportation. Instead of the one always asking for rides, I'll be able to give other people rides. I was very excited about it, and I really thought... I would have that car for a while. So two days later, I was driving to church, and my um, I've never been good with directions. It's, um, of all the things I do poorly, it is probably the thing I do the most poorly. <laughs> and I had been up there a couple times uh, with my, my boyfriend at the time, but obviously never driven by myself. So this was, of course, before, this was in 1999, so nobody had, very few people had cell phones and nobody had, you know, the phones with GPSs or anything. And people really, I don't even know if we had math class or anything like that back then. So I had like these handwritten directions that my boyfriend had given me on how to get there. So it was a, it was early Sunday morning and my friend that was going to come with me, my friend Sharon, and she you know, that morning was like, I feel so sick. I'm not going to go. And I was like, really? And I was trying to get her to go because I, I, had, I had never driven by myself other than that trip to Chicago. And, you know, I don't know. You just don't want to. I was really nervous about driving by myself. And the drive was about an hour and a half away. She was like, no, I can't. She's like, it just came over me all of a sudden. I'm really sick and I, I can't go. So I was like, all right. So I went on my way and was a little disappointed that she would be reading me the directions, but figured I could handle it. So I'm looking at the directions, and as I'm driving, and it was, nobody was on the road, so it wasn't, I don't know, I didn't really think of it as being dangerous or anything like that, and I've been going cruise control on 30, uh, the road is 35, if anybody is on the western part of the United States, 35 goes pretty much everywhere. Um, and I was going on it, 75 miles an hour, cruise control is set to that, that the speed limit was 70, and so not, I mean, I don't consider that speeding. No. But, I mean, I was being pretty safe, and I wasn't sure about this one exit. My directions I had written down didn't say to go on that exit, but I, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is the exit. 
And I, you know, put my foot on the brake, so my cruise control was turned off, I thought. And I finally decided, you know what, I'm going to take this out of my like, nearly positive I'm supposed to do this. So I just tapped the gas a little bit because I slowed down so much and went to, to get off on the exit. And it was, of course, you know, one of those curvy exits that... Yeah, like a roundabout, yeah. So yeah, I'm like, every time I tell the story, I kind of have those memories of, like, I just, ugh, I feel like I'm still there in that moment. It was such a horrible thing, but um, I tapped my foot on the gas because I had slowed down quite a bit, and there was some glitch in the car that I later found out was a common glitch for that, that kind of a car, and it went all the way back up to 70 really fast. Oh, no. Without me accelerating, like, just because I tapped the gas. It was basically like touching resume on a cruise control sure. right out today. And before I really knew what was happening, I, it's so great the way I remember it. Because, you know, there's those, like, reflector poles, those are skinny yeah, yeah. reflector poles. I was knocking them down like dominoes, and I was like, wait, what's happening right now? And then my car is, you know, turning over and going down this embankment, and there's glass flying everywhere. Oh, wow, you really wiped out. Everywhere. I was like, no, 
and she was like, well, try to remember. And I was like, I just want to go to sleep. I'm so tired. And she was like, you have to stay awake. And I was like, but I just want, I just want to go to sleep. And she was like, you have to stay awake. Talk to me. Let's talk about your church. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you, but you understand now why she was trying to keep you awake, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. But, like, I'm like, look, I remember just being so tired and just thinking, Oh wait, your phone. We're losing you. Hold on a sec. Your phone's. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh no, you're back. Yeah, you're back. Yep, you're back. Okay, good. No, I was saying that's how I. You know, it's kind of like my way of dealing with problems now when I'm not in a car accident. Oh, this is overwhelming. I'm just gonna go to bed. That's how I felt in my car accident. Like. I remember being like, this is too much right now. I think if I sleep, I could think fairly afterwards. And of course, like you said, now I'm realizing she wanted me to stay awake. But I did, I did black out again. Oof. So when I woke up, I was, on, I was on a stretcher and they were carrying me to an ambulance. And I was in there, I heard them, you know, talking about, they were trying to keep me awake too. And um, so while I'm in the ambulance, I said, where's that woman? Where's that, oh, Oh my goodness, I can't believe I forgot this very important part of the story. <laughs> so, she reached in, she turned off the car. I couldn't, like, get out of the car, but I, she, like, put um, this red plant blanket around me, my legs. And um, she said, you're shaking. This, this is, I'm sure I was in shock. She said, you're shaking. Hopefully this will warm you up. And she put, like I said, this red plant blanket, like a... I can't remember the name of the pattern. If I was a fashion person, I'd remember, but... I wouldn't know, anyway. You could make it up. I wouldn't have a clue. There's probably someone listening that's, like, yelling it out right now. But anyway, (laughs) I... So there's that blanket, and they put me in the ambulance. The blanket is still wrapped around my legs, and um, I I said, where's that woman? Oh, I just wanted to thank her. I didn't get a chance to thank her. And they were, like, kind of laughing, and they're like, you're in shock. Don't worry. It's okay. And I said, but where is she? And they're like, there's, there's a woman here. It was hard enough for us to get down here. And I said, yeah, there was a woman here. And they said, no, a man called from, you know, up on the whatever, on the highway. He saw the accident. We already interviewed witnesses. There's no other witnesses but him and his wife. And I said, no, there was a woman there because she wrapped this blanket around my leg. And they're like, well it's probably your blanket and you did it without thinking and I was like I don't this isn't my blanket I don't have this blanket and so they were just like basically writing me off like I didn't do any like I was making it up but they said there, it would have been really hard for anybody to come down here there was a man up there the whole time and he didn't see anybody and he I mean he might not have been like looking at the car the whole time but he would have noticed if somebody came down there all right so I gotta ask what, what happened to the yeah. ghost blanket what the crap so the ghost blanket's yeah. real it's not like it was like you're faking like you had a blanket and they were just like you know no. like placating you this is a real ghost blanket that you have no it's idea a real blanket yes and i still have it today and i'm my mom actually after my accident she called all the churches in that city and then she called churches in the surrounding city she spent and again, this is back when you had to pay for each long distance call. Oh, yeah. She spent days trying to track down if any, because she wanted to thank the person, too. And this person, no one had heard of this story. They had all said they'd pass it down to their congregation, but no one ever came forward and said it was them. 
it's the weirdest thing. And like I said, I would believe it was Shaq, um, except I wouldn't have known to turn off my blanket. And they did say the car was off. But I mean, yeah, whatever, the car could have turned itself off. But I, I did it. This blanket. That's the weird thing. This blanket is. It still exists. And do you um, use it, or is it like you're scared to use the ghost blanket? I'm not afraid of it at all. I just like I, I like it as proof. In fact, when I was I went out of town a few months ago and um, my boyfriend is cleaning out like a closet and he it, it looks like kind of a scrap of fabric because it's torn. I don't even know how it got torn. I don't think it was always torn, but anyway, um, I found it in the garbage and I freaked out. I'm like, what is this? Why'd you throw this in the garbage? He's like, it doesn't look like you're using it for anything. And I was like, this is my ticket. It, it, it has all this sentimental value. So, um, yeah, I mean, I will keep it forever. Good. I don't mind. Like, it's not something I use to keep warm, but it's something like I used to remember that someone's watching out for me somewhere. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of theories of who it could be. And that's the one story when I tell people. Like, because a lot of people that I'm friends with don't believe in anything paranormal at all or supernatural at all or whatever sure. you want to call it. But that's the one thing where it always comes down to, okay, but where did the blanket come from? Well, that's exactly it. The forest animal came and wrapped it around me. And I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's not like you crawled out of the car and found a homeless guy's blanket in the woods and, you know, like, you, you were still in the car. Right. right. And it, like, all right, I've never heard of a ghost blanket before. I'm all intrigued in this one. One thing yeah. I would say, that ghost blanket protected you, so, yeah, you got to protect it. But it also might That's be, awesome. like, it might be like Superman's cape. I mean, it might, you know, wear it as a cape, see what happens. Oh, oh maybe I've had superpowers this whole time. See, you've been maybe wasting them. You've been wasting your cape. Now, have you tried to yeah. talk to the cape? I know it sounds dumb. Have you tried to talk to the cape to see if maybe you can hear the woman or if the woman comes back or? No, but I've always wondered if I would ever see this woman again. I was would you would you recognize her if you saw her? Angel or something like that. In my mind, again, I was in shock, and I couldn't remember much about myself at the time, but my memory of her has always been that she was a, a smallish woman, probably in her late 30s, early 40s, with brown hair, and, and the weird thing is, she kind of looks like, this is the weirdest thing, and I, I'm not saying that's what, who she was, my mom is alive, but she looked like what my mom looked like when she was younger. She Ooh. had like kind of that 80s, that 80s per, frizzy perm hair, um, heavy bangs. Uh, my mom is a very small woman, uh, still is. I mean, she just, that's what in my mind I'm looking at. And the only thing I can think of is, did, did my mom go back in time? No, yep, I like that. There are so many better things that my mom could have fixed. Why? Why? She why? She could have she her you know, her daughter was hurt. Her daughter's hurt. She went back in time to save her daughter. Or if it's yeah, she has ten kids and they've all had worse things happen to them than me. I feel like she would have gone to one of them. I'm like her seventh favorite. So she had six That's... in front of me that she could have like stuff first, but um All right. I mean, I mean what about this I though? I remember looking at her and thinking it was my mom. I remember looking at her and later thinking like when I described her to people she her hair reminded me of the way my mom's hair looks 
And to be fair, a lot of people that go to Assembly of God churches have hair like that. Oh, sure. Sure. Now, what about this? Have you ever looked into where your accident happened to see if there were other accidents that have happened there? Because maybe there'll be a newspaper article. There you go. There's something to do. Maybe there'll be a newspaper article with a photo of a woman. You know, when I thought it was an angel, it didn't bother me. Now that I'm worried it could be like a ghost, now I think that is weird. You know, honestly, wow. But where would she have the blanket from? Well, I mean, for all you know, it's, you know, with her all the time. And she happened to, you know, cover you. And then you stole her ghost blanket. And now she's a ghost and she's going to, you know, seek revenge. No, no, I'm kidding. No, I would really look into that though. I would see if like where the if you can remember where the accident happened. Yeah. Check it out. I think I will. I did go back to the site and this is the funny thing. I used to okay again, for three days that I had that car, I loved the X Files. I mean I still do, I shouldn't say past tense. Um and I had a molder and a scully like glued to my dashboard nice and i i I found them both at the accident site i was very oh that's rad they they flew off from the accident but i got them back do you know that you're talking to somebody who was an extra on the x-files right now stop what Yep, I was. I was technically, technically, I was an extra on two x-files episodes but the first x-files episode that i was an extra on never aired it was a crossover episode. They were actually going to, and it sounds stupid, but you guys can Google this. It's It sounds like I'm going to make something up in a second, but you can Google it. X-Files and Picket Fences, this TV show, we're going to do crossover episodes. I can't even imagine what that crossover would have been like. Oh, it was going to be weird. So I was on, I was an extra on Picket Fences and I got there and I'm talking to the production assistant and everything. And I was looking at the sides and I'm like, Mulder and Scully? How are you guys getting away with using those names? That's X-Files. And they went, oh, yeah, you don't know. This is a X-Files picket fence crossover episode. And I was like, what? Blow My mind was blown. We filmed a scene. Now, neither of them were there that day. Where They were supposed to be there the next day. We filmed a scene in a church. I think it was out in, like, Altadena or Pasadena, somewhere out, you know, east of me. We filmed a scene in a church, and the next day, they were supposed to come in. And the next day they call or that night they called us and said, Hey, next day's canceled, we're scrapped, go home, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Well, that was really weird. And I was telling all of my friends, Google it, Sean Bishop. I see you say lies right now. I was telling all of my friends, hey man, there's a picket fence X-Files episode, blah, blah, blah. And it never surfaced. And everybody was like, You're lying, like Sean Bishop's doing right now, like bullshit, lies. You can Google it. It was going to happen. Now, the second X-Files episode I was in. It's a crowd scene. I want to say it was a boxing match or a wrestling match. Now I can't remember. It's been so long ago. Um, that I can spot myself for like a split second, but I mean, it is just, you know, blink and a miss me kind of a thing. But Mulder and Scully were there. And then later on, I got to be on the Fox lot and I went on to the actual, um, I went to Mulder's office, that, that set, which was absolutely fucking incredible. But you can actually, technically, I can be seen in an X-Files episode even minus the whole like picket fences episode that never happened but yeah crazy do you remember what the episode was called or anything no god no it's been so long unfortunately well i'll just rewatch the whole series and look for a boxing or wrestling there you go just it's been a while so nothing drinking about but i'm totally gonna do that picture me with no glasses no beard long hair there you go enjoy all right
No, this is awesome. You always have great stories. Thank you so much for calling in. Find out more. Find out more about that accident site. I want to know more about the ghost blanket. I absolutely will. All right, you have a good night. Thank you so much. Good talking to you. Thank you for being a patron, by the way. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. Holy crap. Ghost blanket. First Ouija board story. Now ghost blanket story. I'm loving this. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys can you guys can Google it, guys. I don't care. Lauren, you grew up in Altadena. Oh, no kidding. I've got uh, friends that live in Altadena. I love Altadena. Altadena, Pasadena, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Josh. I was on the X-Files. Um, yeah. I think it, I really think it was a, a boxing match. It might have been a wrestling match now. I'm starting. It's been forever. It's been so crazy. Love the X-Files figure surviving. Yes. Oh, all right. So apparently everybody's amazed about the fact that I did a ton of extra work. Hey, guys, every show that was in the 90s, I was probably on it. I was on almost every episode of 90210 in the Peach Pit After Dark scenes um, and in the college scenes. Um, five or so friends, two or so Seinfelds, um, old Ellen, you know, sitcom. You name it. If it was in the 90s, I was, I'm in the movie The Craft and Seven and Man on the Moon and Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Nutty Professor and I don't know. Tons of stuff. It is, it was fun. It was good times. Okay. So I had a couple people that said they were going to call that were calling while I was talking to Alexandra, but the phone lines are now open. Oh my God. Sean Bishop is parked in front of the Gamble House listening to me right now. If you guys don't know what the Gamble House is, trust me, you do know what the Gamble House is. Doc Brown's house from Back to the Future. That's where Sean Bishop is listening to this episode from. That's fucking awesome. I love that. Um, yes, Randall. Uh, there's a Seinfeld episode where they go to th- they go to the movies, and um, oh, never mind. It's there. You- you'll love. You'll see it. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Sean. How are you? I'm good. Had a pretty long day. <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too. And we finally went out and had a nice little day off and had a barbecue thing at Steve's house, so it was nice. And how is Steve and Dave? How are they doing? They're doing good. Dave's actually sitting right next to me currently tapping away in the comment section. Love it, love it. (laughs) And Steve's kind of back to normal now, so everything's good. So, so stuff has been... We haven't had anything, like, major, because, like I said last time, like, um, the house usually quiets down around June, and then it'll pick back up again in, like, September, October. Um, but, yeah, no, we've seen a couple shadow things, or at least I have. Uh, Dave's kind of told me a few, but I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, I think it was, was it the night that something grabbed me, or was it, like, two nights before that that we saw the one that went past the tree? Yeah, so something grabbed you? Yeah, the first one was like maybe maybe a week ago now. We went outside around like 4 in the morning and over across the street where the school is that I showed you guys in the Zoom chat. Sure. There's a big, there's a big tree that we can see, but there's like a space between the school and the tree. So like you see the sidewalks from the main road. And I watched someone walking from where the school was towards, like, if they were going to pass our house. And the second they got to the big tree, 
they disappeared behind the tree and I they didn't cross the street they didn't continue past the tree they just disappeared that's and always fun black it was a full black figure um it almost just kind of looked like a guy in maybe like a pea coat or something um it was definitely like a male and had like a long coat on and was walking and then just disappeared behind the tree um I also saw I think it was like that same night and then I saw like a white figure standing over by the exit uh where the school kind of has like it has the two big buildings on either side of the street and then like there's a smaller building that connects the two big ones where it kind of just levels as a one story and it looked like there was a white like a, a woman in white or something standing over by the exit door and after staring at it for like a good 10-15 seconds and then blinking she disappeared and I told David and he's like I don't see anything but we both kind of looked at the uh did you see the shadow guy that walked past the tree or no? You saw something. I, I caught it like right as it was like. Oh he, ca- he saw it as it like disappeared behind the tree um, and then two nights ago, um, while we were heading to bed, it was like five o'clock in the morning and like the AC is on, but you can hear it when it turns on cause it's the automatic one. So there was no air coming through either vent. It was kind of already off at the time. So the room was stagnant, nothing moving or anything. And David has one arm underneath the pillow and the other one wrapped around my stomach and I felt the coldest hand, and you can feel like the finger divots and curves as it touched you. Like the hand was closed, it wasn't like open palm, it was kind of closed, but I felt it wrap around my right bicep and then immediately lift off, and it was the coldest feeling. It was so frozen. Holy crap. I didn't see anything, but I felt it, and I had just started drifting off to sleep, and so did David, but we were both still somewhat conscious, so when it happened, I freaked out. He woke up. He was like, what the hell? What's the matter? I was like, something just grabbed me. Uh, I'm very uncomfortable right now. But it was it was the coldest thing I ever felt. Like, I've never actually felt someone touch me. And if I have, it was kind of like a poke or something. But this was a cold hand, very distinct cold hand to wrap around my arm and then just let go. Holy crap. So what's... Yeah. <laughs> It, but it grabbed you firmly and then just immediately released? Yeah, it was kind of like, like it was almost like, you know when someone's trying to wake you up and they put their hand on you? And yeah. And shake and then let go? Yeah, yeah. It felt like that, but they didn't shake. They just put their arm on me and let go. Very quickly. Because the second I opened my eyes is when it basically stopped. Like I was just drifting off and this ice cold thing touched me and I woke up. All right, now I'm going to ask you a question, but then I'm going to run away from the screen real quick just so I can grab the charger for my laptop, but I want to hear the answer. Yeah, that's fine. So does this thing only seem to, it seems to me, it only does it to you. Does it ever do it to Dave or just you? Um, Honestly, for that, I could just hand him the phone because I'm not 100% sure. We haven't really discussed, like, if it does happen to him. Like, I know he sees things just as often as I do, and he'll see things at different times. We don't always see the same thing together. Um, and as far as something touching you, 
that I'm not very sure at all, so that's kind of on him, and I can just pass him the phone because he's right next to me. He's grabbing his laptop charger, so I'm going to hand you the phone. No, no, yeah, I'm, st- I'm here. I'm back. I'm listening. Okay. Oh, no, you're fine. I'm going to hand him the phone because I don't know if his experiences are different than mine or if he had his own, so I figured it'll just be easier to ask him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I heard. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I want to hear this. Yeah. Here you go. Hey. First of all, hey, how you doing? Good to talk to you, man. How's it going, Kurt? Good, good. All right, (laughs) so is this thing messing with with just her or you two? Um, So, well, she had something grab her arm. I... I actually did see something, but I wasn't sure how to take it. Um, there was a night where she, um, I guess she had to go to the restroom. It was like, I think like, what time was it? It was like around, it was like three or four. Okay, okay, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell her part two. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, so it was like two or three in the morning and like we're still awake, but we're getting ready to go to bed. And she goes to the bathroom and the door you know, you've probably seen it before, again, like, when we when we went outside and we were on the Zoom chat or whatever, you probably saw a door. Yeah. Um, but, like, we left it kind of, like, she left it kind of, like, halfway open. And, you know, I'm, I'm on, I'm, I'm, like, watching something. I don't remember. I think I was on my phone or something. Yeah, I was watching YouTube, and, like, I looked for a split second because I could have sworn, like, I, for some reason, every time that she gets in the room, I kind of hear the footsteps. But, like, I kind of just know the timing. Like, I don't know whether it's just because, you know, I'm used to, like, her going to the bathroom and coming back at a certain time or something. But, like, I felt like, okay, I'm going to look at the door because she's probably getting back. And I looked for a split second, and I saw, like, this person. It looked like a person. It looked like a woman in white, but it wasn't, like, it was weird because, like, the, the top part where you're, like, from the collarbone up to, like, your, the chin. That part, I couldn't see at all. It was all, like, someone dressed in all white. And then, like, for some reason, the face, the face was all white, too. And it looked, it, like, matched the dress or whatever it was wearing. Because I couldn't even really give you a description of what it was wearing. Yeah. But I know for a fact that it was white. And it was blurry. It was like a blur. Like, I just, and it just went from, from one side of, like, it went from the left to the, like, as if it was going from the bathroom to the room that's next to, to ours. And that door, no, 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 that door, that door was open. That door is almost never open. So for me, that was just weird in, a, in and of itself because we don't really usually leave that door open. And the last time that I was, you know, the last time I left my room, I knew that that door was closed. So there was no reason for that door to have been open. And then on top of that, something going from that direction to the room was just eerie and and i couldn't put my finger on it and then oh yeah that's totally eerie yeah but it never but it's never grabbed you while you slept though right oh no 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 i don't for me i well i have an issue with sleeping anyways i have um i have restless leg syndrome so like and i have like really bad insomnia so for me like when i'm sleeping i actually move in my sleep a lot like a lot, like I, I move, my legs move, everything moves all the time, constantly. Like I almost, like when I, when I'm supposed to get like bed rest and it's supposed to be like, oh, okay, you don't have to move anything. No, like I, I subconsciously for some reason just keep moving. Um, so I wouldn't even be able to tell you. <laughs> um, but uh, she, uh, two days after that happened, 
she apparently saw the door open one time when she she stopped she stopped because it was kind of like a similar situation where like our door was again was open and i saw her stop and i'm like why'd you stop and she said that that door opened by itself like weird it decided to open on its own like it and this yeah it opened about two feet she said and this door it's not one of those doors where the wind would just push the door open. Like you'd need to actually move the door physically to to have it open. And yeah, the dog was that dog was sleeping in the dining room, so that wouldn't happen. Oh sure, and and but now you're saying though that or what she was saying that it's you're you're kind of getting down to the the tapered off the quiet time of the house. How long does the quiet time last for? It's it usually it depends. Because there are there are times where it does spike, and then there's times where there's no activity at all. Like we won't have activity for like a month or two, and sometimes, yeah, she's saying mid to, to end of summer, it's usually not as as active. Well, but I've I've been in this house before, like for a while. Like I've I've I have been here. Um, I want to say in total about like about a decade, or maybe a little more. Uh, on and off, so like I, I, this house I used to, I used to be here since I was like I, I started living here when I was thirteen, and then I moved out, and then came back. Sure. But like I, I know that there, there's, you know, there's going to be times where there's activity, and it's like it doesn't matter when it is, it'll just spike, and it'll be a couple of days of just activity, and then it'll just stop again, and it'll stop for like who knows how long? It could be a month, it could be two, it could be a couple of weeks. But currently, it hasn't been as as drastic. Like that is probably the most activity we've had in a long time. Yeah. A lot of shadow. Yeah, there's been a lot of different like shadow movement. I'm not sure it could. Like, I don't want to go ahead and um, you know, get um, I guess you can say um, I don't want to go out on a limb and say that you know everything that I'm seeing is real because it could very well be issues with with my vision or looking at, at sure. lights for too long or whatever. Sure. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes that does happen, but I, I don't know whether, you know, to differentiate that in certain situations. Oh, no, definitely. Look, hey, time. you know, you can't be 100% sure on everything that you see out of the corner of your eye or something that was that door closed, was it mm-hmm. open? I'm 100% with you, but I'm... I was yeah. going to say, I was, what I was getting to was I'm like, oh, I'm glad that it's actually calming down a little bit for you guys so you guys can actually get, you know, some rest and relaxation in. But it doesn't sound like that might not be, or it sounds like that might not be the case. Um, well, yeah, hey. Now, well, I mean, it, it's it's kind of just, it's, it's at a point where, like, we're not too, I guess we're not really, like, trying to go after it. We just, we're just letting it happen as it goes. Sure. So if it happens, it happens. <laughs> she says she locks the door when it comes near her. <laughs> hey, I don't blame her. I would do the same. I can't yeah, blame her for that at all. It's going to be prevented by a locked door. That's not smart. <laughs> no, no, you're right. But no, but still. No, it'll just stay through. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but um, yeah, basically it, it really just, it hasn't been as crazy. Like, oh, I see. Oh, yeah. The, I don't know if she told you about that, too. There was, um, hold on, I'm going to put her on the phone for you. Okay, sorry. Last one, because it just came to mind while we were catching up on the weird crap that's been happening. Oh, now, sure, this sure. One, we, we have both been kind of trying to debunk because it is very debunkable. However, the timing of it was 
off and the facts are off, which is why I'm not 100% sure. It was still very weird. So I went and I used the bathroom the one night and David has his headset on. I got him a very good one. You can't really hear anything at all through it, right? So I went to the bathroom. I, you know, flushed the toilet. I went to go wash my hands. I stopped and I was just pecking at my face. So this is like a good, you know, minute or two has passed. And then the entire bathroom started, like, you know when you are you have, like, groaning pipes or something? Like, it made a loud groaning sound, and then the entire bathroom started shaking, like, almost earthquake-style shaking. And the walls were rumbling, the floor was shaking, and David said he was able to kind of hear it from the bedroom, but he thought I was trying to scare him and make stupid ghost noises, <laughs> and I told him, no, the whole bathroom just shook. And we kind of, sort of, investigated it a little bit. Now, the pipes in the house are actually relatively new. There is nothing wrong with them. The house itself that we live in was built in uh, early 2000s, like 2004, 2006 or something. So that being said, there's nothing wrong with the pipes. There's nothing that could have caused it. There was no trucks going by. It was five in the morning because this is one of our really late nights. No one else was up. There was nothing happening. But it, it scared the living hell out of me because when I came out of the bathroom, I also saw that, that weird shadow thing that's usually between the dining room and the living room yeah. that I really don't like. But that thing was there when I came out of the bathroom, but the whole bathroom had shake, was shaking for a good solid like two, three minutes. I, I was literally frozen there, could not move, and I really want to say it was the pipes. But nothing had run for like a good three, four minutes before it happened. Like there was nothing that could have necessarily caused it in that time frame. Because usually if it were the pipes, wouldn't it have happened like right after, you know, I flushed the toilet or used the, the, the sink or something? But it didn't. It waited a good four minutes or so. Yeah. And then started making this crazy noise. And only the bathroom shook. No other room in the house was shaking because David would have felt that. He only heard it and thought I was making stupid noises in the hallway trying to freak him out. Yeah, now the shaking part so that is... Was, that, that, one, that one was a little weird for me. So yeah, now the like, shaking uh, part... Yeah. The shaking part is, is the, the thing. If it was just that there was something, like all of a sudden the the, the toilet ran or the water ran or yeah, gurgles, yeah, exactly. I can get and behind that. You could hear that from, sure. from the pipes. And that's sure. exactly why I was like, I want to debunk it. And we, we've talked to his mom. We're like, oh, you know... She get the pipes checked out or anything? She's like, I got them done, I think, what was it, February? She had someone look at them because she was just doing the routine checkups. Everything's fine. Everything's still new. Yeah. So very unsure as to what well, that was. It was very creepy. I mean, like I said, it could be debunkable, but it was just the timing and then seeing that thing. And I don't know. It was just, it was that one was weird. That no, no, I it definitely. Really understand. No, it definitely is weird. But, I mean, <laughs> hey. It's with your house. It's it's to be expected, apparently, and that's. I'm glad that you guys are yeah, still okay I, and still that good. Never, that, but that has never happened. Like usually, it's just sure. you see things here and there, or maybe you hear something. But the whole bathroom shook, and it was a very, very loud groan. Sure, that he heard through his headphones with his volume all the way up, and they're basically noise canceling headphones. He heard me. Yeah, he heard what he thought was me groaning from the hallway. So that one was a little strange. That one was, I think, before the last 
the last live show is when that one happened because we didn't call well, in the last live show. Well, hey, it was, it was around that time that happened. Well, hey, as always, you know, it's it's. I, I guarantee when you guys call, that's going to be an interesting story, and you did not disappoint this time either. But uh, well, hey, thank you both for calling. We'll we'll talk on Zoom hopefully tomorrow. That's my plan. Um, and it is it is that it's been an hour, so it is time for the stitch break. So I'm going to let you go, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. All right, everybody, let me do a quick stitch break. Uh, if you're drinking, now's the time to refill your glasses. If you're not drinking, just relax for a minute. One day at midnight, the sun was so bright, the moon had no light, but I could see this big old Sasquatch said he was top notch at playing hopscotch. Up in a tree, so I bet my wristwatch that big old Sasquatch could never play hopscotch. Way up in a tree, now there's a Sasquatch up in a tree crotch. He's got my wristwatch and he's laughing at me. I told the Mounties throughout the counties to put some bounties. All righty, that was a very quick uh, stitch break. Apparently, it was a false alarm on him. That is Stompin' Tom Connors' Sasquatch song. So in case you're wondering why I always pick that song, well, you shouldn't wonder why I picked that song. That song's just freaking awesome. But in case you're wondering who does that song, Stompin' Tom Connors' Sasquatch song. Don't know him, never met him, found it online. I dig it, so I play it. No, Suzanne, no, yeah, that's what a lot of people said. Hey, what's this weird Johnny Cash Sasquatch song? Nope. Stompin' Tom Connors. All righty. Um, I have, Susan has things that happen, but not sure how I would feel about sh the bathroom shaking. Yeah, no, that, you don't want bathroom shaking. That's just weird. Um... Oh, good, George. Yes, yeah. Stompin' Tom Connor Sasquatch song. Yeah, I think it is a cool song. I think it's a fun little song. It's something cool to do. Um, uh, yes, Lewis. He's not a Chihuahua. He's a Chihuahua. Stitch is a Chihuahua, so he does not have the demon dog qualities that you say a Chihuahua has. That's t that's Lewis that said that, not me. So, don't get mad at me. He's a Chihuahua. Um, People are watching the X-Files episode looking for me. Oh, good luck. I hope you find me. I think it'd be awesome if you did. John, I had a brief interaction with the ghost. It was a... Whoa. Let's do this. Caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Who's this? This is George. Hey, George. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I just had a uh, quick quick story to share. Uh, first time sharing a story, but a uh, huge, huge fan of the podcast. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. And thank you for calling in. I love it when people call in. This is awesome. Awesome. Yeah, man. Um, so it's, it's the most recent thing that has happened to me. I do have lots more stories. I'll have to I'll call in at a later time, longer ones, but, uh, so uh, this story happened to me about, it was about five years ago. Um, 
So it's 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 a personal story. It's a bittersweet uh, story, but it's it's one that I wanted to share. Uh, so five years ago, um, it was actually the the day after uh, my dad had passed away, and so he had been sick for a long time. I had uh, been taking care of him, and uh, so the, the day after he passed away, it was about maybe less than twenty four hours. Um, I'm there at the house with my aunt, my dad's sister, um, and we're going through his things, and you know we're just doing all that kind of stuff. And uh, I was down in the basement of the house, and I, I had lived in that house with my dad for um, over ten years. So I spent a lot of the time in the basement, and he was upstairs a lot of the time. So uh, something that was really common was uh, we would we would order pizza, and then he could see the pizza delivery guy from the window upstairs and he would yell down to me pizza's here and then I would run up the stairs go to the front door and grab it so sure. anyway the uh, I'm downstairs in the basement going through stuff and of course I'm upset I'm in a bad way so I ordered pizza I ordered comfort food and uh, so I'm going through stuff and you know maybe 15-20 minutes had passed and I hear pizza's here. Oh, wow. My dad's voice. Clear, clear as day, like he had yelled it, just the same way he had done it a hundred times before, many years that had gone by. And so I, I just, I, I get up and I run upstairs, and the first thing I do is I, is I go to my aunt and I said, did you hear that? And she said, hear what? And I'm like, I, I, I thought I heard something, but then I look out the window and the pizza guy was in my driveway. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've never really been a skeptic. Well, I've been a healthy skeptic, but I always believed that people that passed on were still with us. Sure. But I'd never had any concrete evidence until this had happened to me. And so it was just so amazing to, to hear his voice again and to just have that, that reassurance. Oh, that dude, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. That he's there, he's checking, and he's still doing what he's doing. That's awesome. Absolutely. Now, and, uh, did that yeah. calm you or yeah. freak you out, or how did how did you feel about it? I would. I felt very calmed. I felt very. I, I almost felt this. Um, like I did feel a sense of like love and calmness Aww. and not scared. I love all. that. And it was it was great because um, you know for anybody else who goes through tough life situations like that you know i don't know how common or uncommon these types of experiences are but i i had heard stories from friends before about being contacted by dead loved ones yep and and them feeling very safe very warm very happy when that happens and so i got the same feeling from it and uh, i was really happy that that was the way it was because I, I had been kind of apprehensive about like well would it freak me out yes if, uh, yes you know, like a, a dead relative came came to visit me right so I even though I've never seen like a like a physical apparition manifestation or anything like that e even just that in itself was, was so powerful to me oh no definitely and, and you know first let me say I'm so sorry for your loss I mean there's that's just horrific loss uh, but I'm so glad that you found it calming because. I was I was explaining to uh, friends and family that, you know, this kind of stuff happens and it is something it's supposed to be calming. It's them just saying, like, yeah, still here, still cool. So, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I loved that. Yeah. 
Thanks, thanks. So, uh, yeah, I've got other stories that are um, less emotional and more scary, and I do want to share those too, but I thought this would be a cool one to share with you guys tonight. Are you kidding? This was a fantastic one. Thank you so much for calling. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the more spooky, scary ones as well. But, uh, Absolutely. hey, please call back anytime. This has been fantastic. Uh, you know, honestly, thank you for listening, but thank you for sharing something that, you know, it's a very personal thing some you know it's hard to share these kind of things so thank you for sharing it i really do honestly appreciate it um thanks for having me on kurt thank you thank you for calling i really do appreciate it have a good one thanks you too dude how cool was that i mean and that's this that's the response look i get it it's it's you're going through something very traumatic you're going through a terrible loss you want to hear from them again, but there's a lot of people that are like, I want to hear from them again, but I'm afraid to hear from them again. So it's, it's good. It's good to, uh, it's good to be like, to say it like that. Like, Hey, you know what? That's, that is the exact same. That's the exact response that you should have to something like that. That, um, it's just them reaching out, saying hi, saying they're still there, saying they love you. Sorry. One second. There we go. Had to respond to a text. Um, but yeah, no, dude, I think that's awesome. And that's the correct way to, to, to feel about something like that. Uh, you know, look, when when a loved one passes away, getting confirmation that they're still okay or that they're okay, that they're still around, whatever you want to call it, there's something about it, man. It's the good, it's the, it's the, it's the good calming effect about it. So I love that. I love the fact that you are comfortable enough to share that story. That was freaking awesome. Uh Okay, let us uh, let me go to the comments real quick. Yes, uh, the phone number once again, 818-732-9399. Thank you for sharing that on there. Um, Susan said, I, I saw my mom when I brought her ashes home. She smiled, kid her head, and I knew that she was home with me. See, I love that. Not her head. I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, Robin made, that, made my day that one. Yeah, me too. That was a great story. Uh, yes, actually, that's true. Alexandra asked, was I near Kathy Griffin in that episode? Yes, I was. I completely forgot that Kathy Griffin was in that episode. Yes, I was right by her. Wow. Um, yeah. God, I completely forgot that she was in that episode of The X-Files. Um, uh, yes, yeah, Stitch is awesome. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. Um, well, yeah. I mean, Hey, look, there's a lot of people... There's a lot of people that, that want to call in. If you want to call in, I'll keep on going. I was going to end it after that call because I think it was the perfect way to end this episode. But I got a couple people that said they want to call in. So I'm going to leave it up to you guys. If you want to call in before this episode's over, 818-732-9399. If I don't get a caller in the next couple of minutes, I'm going to say that Look, if you want to call, great. I, I would love to hear your story. But if not, that was a perfect story to kind of, uh, you know, end off on. Um, Stitch is right here. Come here, pal. The camera is just a little bit higher, so you can't really see Stitch. But uh, Stitch is here. He is well. He is very, very happy to be giving me or having me give him treats during this whole episode. Um, Alexandra found me on the X-Files. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I think that's cool. Yes, apparently you did because I forgot completely that that's where I was. Uh, that's where I was. Uh, 
standing during that X-Files episode. Yep, that's me. You found me. Uh, now find me in Seven. That's the tough one. The Brad Pitt movie, Seven, Morgan Freeman, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Find me in that one. That's a hard one to find me in. Uh, so yeah, uh, just keep talking. Look, Tanya, I'm, I'm bantering as best I can. But if we don't get another caller, it's totally fine. It's been an, This is an hour and a half episode of fantastic calls. So if I don't get any other calls... Sorry, someone walked by. If I don't get any calls, awesome. Um, I didn't even have to bring up the story I was going to bring up for this episode. It's just been one great call after another, which is what I like about these, uh, these episodes. Uh, that's true. A 11.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it's coming up very quickly. A meteor is going to fly by Earth, 3 million miles away. It's about the size of the Empire State Building, if I remember correctly. It's, it's going to fly by Earth at 3 million miles away. It's not going to hit us. We're totally fine. The moon is 200,000 miles away, so it is way farther than the moon from us. Um, I don't remember, Alexandra. I don't remember what scene it was. It's been so long. Um, I'm sure if I watch the episode again, it'll all click, because that's usually how it works. Uh, but it's just been it's been too long. Um, oh, you mean what scene? Do I mean what scene for, um, for Seven? you got to find me in that one. But if what scene for the X-Files? been too long been too long i know exactly what scene i'm in in seven so good luck finding me um oh suzanne suzanne said i wanted to hear from dad and was feeling crap just after he died someone phoned me and left a message but it was just a company calling about a gas visit thing is the next message came up unexpected and it was my dad it was a message he had left days ago that i hadn't ages ago that i hadn't heard I just burst into tears. He was just saying hello like he did every day, but I'd missed it at the time. See, I love that. Alexandra, I can't tell you what episode or what uh, what scene I was in in, in 7. You got to find me. That's the uh, that's the key. Um, I will say that it is a scene that is just Brad Pitt. The Morgan Freeman's not near him. Nobody else is near him. Um, you know, Good luck. You got to find me. I was not in the box. <laughs> no, I was not in the box. All right, I'll give you that. Too. It was raining outside, but it was Hollywood rain. Which Hollywood rain, in case you guys don't know. Oh, thank God. We got saved by the phone. Got saved by the phone. You have to listen to my dumb story. Caller, you're on the air. Aw, they hung up on me. Aw, um... I did not do an episode on the Mothman Prophecy. I wish I did. Oh, wait, you mean this uh, this show? Yes, I did. I, and if I... I'm almost positive I did an episode of Mothman on Paranormal Almanac. Now you got me wondering. If I didn't, I'm going to coming up, but I'm pretty sure I already did. Uh, so, Alexander, so Hollywood rain is the coldest thing in the world. The So, you know, I'm dressed in full outfit, full clothing, and they say, all right, background action, effects action when they say effects they turn on this hose basically and about 50 feet up there's these like sprinklers like like for like if there's a fire in a building kind of sprinklers and they just douse you instantly with the coldest water you've ever been in so for about 14 hours i was in downtown la when downtown la was really really bad neighborhood really sketchy i was in downtown la being drenched for 14 hours and it was me two other extras and brad pitt and that was it. 
So um, we were just hanging out with, thankfully, Brad Pitt was nice enough because in between takes, they'd let him go inside into this little alley thing, let him go inside and warm up. He was like, hey, these guys got to come in too because they're all freezing. So he let us come in as well. So so yeah, it was. he's very cool guys, very nice. I got to chat with them about the movie California, which I absolutely love the movie California. But um, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> um, hey, Andrew's here. Hey, Andrew, how you doing? Uh, but yeah, you know, feel it's it, it it was miserable, but it was very cool to hang out with Brad Pitt and be one on one when they usually don't let extras talk to the actors or vice versa. The actors don't talk to extras. He didn't care. He was totally cool. It was something awesome to do. And I'm in the movie Seven, which turned out to be an incredibly cool movie to be in. And um, yeah, I get yelled at. I'll give you another hint. I get yelled at by Brad Pitt in the movie, not in real life. In the movie, he yelled at me. Um, but there you go. You know what? I think this is a perfect point to end it. So I'm going to turn off the phones. And uh, that was a that was a fantastic call to end it on. So I say, let's end it on that call. Uh, would you guys be interested in me doing a couple of these live episodes next week? I want to do a couple more. I didn't do any last week because, like I said on the on the last episode, live ep- or the last episode for everybody. You know, I, I, I was going to do a couple of uh, live episodes, but because of the Black Lives Matter protests and marches and everything, they were saying, they were asking everybody to kind of take a pause for the week and just focus on that. So I did, because it was a great cause. But, um, uh, but anyhow, I will be doing a couple of live episodes next week or this week coming up. Uh, I would assume probably Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, something like that. Um but yeah, so I expect everybody who didn't call that said they were going to call this week, I expect you to call on the next one because I want to hear your stories. Thank you all so, so much. Thank you for all the support. I want to shout out a thank you to Peter, to Alexandra, to Sean and Dave, and to George for fantastic calls. You guys were great. This is so much fun. I love doing these. Thank you guys oh so much. Once again, I am your host, Kurt Sandvik, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac.